witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Hey, Holly. Hey. (laughs) How's it going, girlfriend? Oh, you know, you know, it's going. (laughs) Are you as uh, holly jolly as your Christmas sweater that you're wearing right now? (laughs) No, no, sir. (laughs) The 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 packaging does not reflect the product. (laughs) Mm -mm. Not even a little bit. (laughs) About 10%. (laughs) Oh, it's bad. It's rough. It's tough out here, man. It's tough for a hustler. It's hard out here. Well, I think it doesn't help as well. Like, so Holly and I both are not feeling uh, the best physically today. We're a little worse for wear, tired and burnt out and drained a little bit. And I think it has a lot to do as well with yesterday. It was minus 42 degrees Celsius (laughs) with the wind chill where we live. It was so cold. It was so cold. It was fucking brutal cold yesterday like where we live we get these things called arctic fronts and they're basically exactly what they sound like where they're just giant arctic winds that come down from the fucking north pole and uh make everything fuck your life yeah bing bong (laughs) fuck your life (laughs) exactly best way to explain it and then today it was only minus three so that is like an almost 40 degree temperature change in like 12 hours. And with yeah. that comes really extreme pressure systems, not to turn this into like, you know, uh, a fucking, not meteorology, but what's the... Yeah, meteorology. Is it meteorology? Yeah, yeah not to turn yeah. this into a meteorology podcast, but the pressure <laughs> systems really fuck with your head and how you feel. <laughs> well, on top of that, you know, it's... it's uh we jointly dropped the ball this week um <laughs> last week when we recorded the episode that comes out on December the 9th we instead recorded the episode that will come out December 16th, 16th. so <laughs> we are recording this today December 7th um <laughs> on the night of uh, a full moon yeah so and it's a full moon that's like directly like adjacent to mars or something like that yes in sagittarius it's like (laughs) yes once again bing bong fuck Fuck your your life life. (laughs) exactly exactly speaking of tiktok trends i just want to say um i had my christmas party last night for victim services oh yeah and at the like where we went on the cocktail menu they had a negroni and <laughs> did you <laughs> yeah a negroni. you know the tiktok trend spagliato, spagliato. with oh, prosecco in it beautiful <laughs> so i tried a negroni and it was not a negroni spagliato with prosecco in it it was just a regular regular schmegler negroni yeah which is one to one to one gin vermouth and campor campor was it good horrifying you're like she lied (laughs) they lied to to me i had to order a side of ginger ale like a a glass of ginger ale and chase it (laughs) and like i but here's i haven't chased a drink since i was 16 (laughs) 
The other I thing will- is, is like, you're not a huge like alcohol person. No. Like, you're just not like, you're not really a big drinker. No. So something that I think is like primarily just alcohols mixed with one another and like those like very rich kind of like you're not the kind of girl that's gonna like sip on a dry whiskey no well and here's the thing too it's um i just don't fucking like gin so like (laughs) i wish i could relate thinking i wish i oh my god this cat (laughs) anyways um Happy full moon. (laughs) Everything sucks. (laughs) Well, on that note, that is the perfect transition into what we're talking about today. (laughs) So, um, as Holly was saying earlier, we both kind of dropped the ball and just like completely fucking skipped a week (laughs) in December. And then neither of us realized at the moment and... The the episode needs to come out on the 16th for it to make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. There is other topic. There is no way that you can edit around (laughs) that episode not coming out on the 16th. It's just like it has to. It's mandatory. It's not even kind of possible for it to not come out on the 16th. So here we are. Like, what, 24 hours before this needs to be up? We're killing it, dude. This is... Oh, dude, here's the thing, too. The best part about it is, like, that's what I get. That's what I get for being topical and on time and thinking I'm doing so good. That's it. That's what I get. Well, here's the thing. I tried to be topical as well in this week's episode because trying to come up with an episode idea that wasn't going to take because the way our recording schedule works is that we have a week to do research write out our topics prepare our episodes and then we meet with each other to do our recording and yeah i know that we laugh a lot and that we joke a lot and that we kind of fuck around and sometimes go off on tangents uh in this podcast But there really is a lot of work that goes into curating and putting together these episodes. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if anybody ever actually looks at the show notes, but the amount of, like, actual sources that we have is significant. (laughs) So many. So many. So it's it's a lot of reading. It's a lot of writing. It's a lot of putting together. It's a lot of sourcing. So to be able to put something together that doesn't sound like shit in like 24 hours (laughs) while working full-time jobs (laughs) was a challenge that I was up for. (laughs) Once again, Bing bong. Fuck your life. Fuck your life. So with that in mind, I was thinking to myself on Tuesday at midnight when we realized (laughs) what we had done, um, that the full moon is peaking tonight, December 7th, 2022. And it is the last full moon of 2022. So I thought, what a better time to talk about moon magic than today oh hell yeah (laughs) so let's dive in 
Um, in many indigenous traditions, Grandmother Moon is the leader of the feminine life. In ancient lore, it is believed that Grandmother Moon was one of the first spirits to be placed in the sky to watch over the children of Earth. It's said that Grandmother Moon teaches us about our intuitive, introspective, and receptive nature as human beings. She is the representation of the divine feminine and the healer in the star system. I love that because well especially like in like indigenous culture women and femininity it was very highly regarded yes traditionally yes so and it was always like a lot of like if you look in um like kind of a lot of indigenous cultures there's more a matriarchy than there is a patriarchy right and women are seen as like divine and are healers and are like bringers of life and there are different elements about our body that are honored and respected and regarded right so exactly exactly they made the choices they made the the big decisions not not some man yeah it's it's just way more (laughs) matriarchal than patriarchal right yes exactly so of course our beautiful luna Mother Moon, uh, Grandmother Moon, whatever you want to call her. But she's powerful and she's beautiful and she's who we're talking about today. (laughs) Uh, So the moon also has an influence on the cycles and the natural rhythms of life. So the movement of the oceans, our bodily fluids and our emotions are just a few things that are controlled by the moon and her patterns. Mm Everything that moves on planet Earth is moved to some degree by the moon as well. So just this very strong spiritual and natural source of energy that we have all the time. And And gravitational. Yeah, right? Gravitational. It's controller of our tides. It's the controller of like, you know, we're 80% water as human beings. It has power over our actual like fluids of our body, right? So. You know, it may not be crazy that we feel (laughs) terrible on tonight's full moon. (laughs) Oh, and just, yeah, just the position of the stars and everything tonight. It's just like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck everything you want to do. I'll get into it a little bit later (laughs) about where we are with this moon, but... Just to kind of start. So the the moon has always been seen as a feminine symbol, as Holly was saying. Uh, So across different pantheons, different cultures, traditions uh, throughout history, typically the moon is always representative of female energy, feminine energy, or like a female deity in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So it's uh, lunar cycles are representative of immortality and eternity. It is said to be the middle ground between the light of the sun and the darkness that is the night. Thus, it is often representative of the realm between the con- our consciousness and unconsciousness, Ooh, which I thought it was okay. quite cool. That makes a lot of sense. Right? Too. Yeah. So in astrology, the moon is the symbol of the soul and of our truest self. So if you go all the way back to like episode two, we talk a lot about how our moon signs were our most truest self and who we are truly, whereas our sun signs are who we outwardly show to the world. Yeah. Right? Um, In horoscopes, it's the determining factor of a person's capacity for reflection and adaptation. So typically when the moon shows up in a horoscope, it's about how well you are adapting or changing or reflecting upon something, right? In many forms of witchcraft, the moon represents the triple goddess. 
The crescent is its youth and adolescence. The full moon is maturity and pregnancy. And lastly, the waning moon is the decline of life or rest. Yeah. In this week's episode, we are going to explore everything the moon has to offer us through moon magic. Okay. So moon magic is the idea that we are capable of harnessing the energy of the moon uh, to bring about physical or psychological changes in our lives. So kind of similar to divination in general, as we've talked about, but using the moon as our source of energy. Yes. Right. So moon magic has been believed and practiced by many cultures around the world and throughout all of history. Historically, peoples of all cultures have practiced their forms of moon magic around the lunar cycles or at least within rhythm of the lunar cycles, meaning that rituals are usually practiced on or around the full or new moons is typically when the energy of the moon is used most commonly or most frequently. So full moon rituals are usually more common as it's believed that the moon is at its most powerful during these times. Makes sense. Yeah. Right? So in witchcraft, moon magic intertwines itself so deeply with modern spellcraft that some people believe that they mean the same thing. But moon magic is actually a highly specialized form of witchcraft. Not all practitioners use it in the same way or even at all within their within oh. their craft. Okay. Right? I would have figured that everyone would do a little bit of moon magic. Yeah. That kind of surprises me. Right? So there are some practitioners who don't see, I guess, the planetary alignments or astrology or or see the planets as something that we can harvest energy from. Fair enough. Right? So a lot, so some people who are more about like, say, earth magic, use what is immediately in front of them, what they can touch, what they can feel, what they can see, what they can eat, right? So they wouldn't use things like the moon in their spellcraft. Okay, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. So our ancestors recognized the moon's magical powers almost universally across all cultures. Okay. So it's quite, it's one of those things that... um you don't usually see the same thing showing up in the same cultures across a a huge variant of time. But the moon is one thing that we can trace all the way from ancient Egypt to modern day spellcraft today. And the symbols are quite similar. The power that it holds is quite similar. Its position within the hierarchy of power is quite similar, which is just not something that we typically see with a 10,000 year variant between them. Like, no, exactly. Exactly. So that's just something that's really cool. But essentially, moon magic can be broken down to the fundamental idea that it is the use of lunar energy and moon cycles to empower or enhance spellcraft. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it might be a little bit fun and something that you would like to talk about some lunar deities across a a few different pantheons. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) lunar deities are gods who are primarily connected with the moon and or other attributes that are commonly associated with the moon. So even though a deity might not specifically be represented by the moon, they may have something such as like cycles or water or magic or gravity that they are associated with, thus linking linking them to, to either the moon or the powers thereof the moon. Makes sense. Right? Um, is Artemis one? Artemis is one. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking got it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so like, wh- wait, I gotta test myself a little bit here. You're killing it, dude. You're killing it. 
So while Western tradition and lore often sees the moon as female energy, the idea of a male lunar deity have been honored throughout the world as well. So there mm-hmm. are some male deities who are represented yes. by the moon. So here are just a few of the deities and their stories that I thought we might enjoy. So the first one is Alignic, and this is um, in Inuit tradition. Okay, Inuit, I have no idea. It's I so no hard idea to, to pronounce anything from. Yeah, it's not. It's not Inuit either. It's Inui. Inui, which is like yes, not. Not what we were taught in school. No, it wasn't. You're right. It's Inui. So in the legends of the Inui peoples, the god, I'll also spell it so you can kind of get an idea. It's A-L-I-G-N-A-K. Okay. I think you're probably, yeah, yeah, I think you're probably pretty on par. Yeah. So in the legends of the Inui peoples, Alignic is the god of both the moon and weather. So he controls the tides and presides over both earthquakes and eclipses. Interesting. Right? In some stories, he's also responsible for returning the souls of the dead to earth so that they may be reborn. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. So Alignic may appear in harbors to also protect fishermen from Sedna, the wrathful sea goddess. Right. So very interesting. And I and I wanted to use him as an example because this is like really one of the the first times I've ever seen a male energy or like a male embodiment of of moon energy. Yeah. So I thought it was quite interesting and different than everything else that we've seen and talked about when it comes to like the moon being representative in like um traditional human form, if you will. (laughs) Right. So next is uh is our girl. Artemis, who is from the Greek pantheon. Yeah. So Artemis is the Greek goddess of the hunt. Uh, Because Mm -hmm. her twin brother, Apollo, was associated with the sun, Artemis gradually became connected to the moon in the post-classical world. There is also a lot of talk about originally Artemis was seen as Diana, I believe, or Diane. And then throughout as like Greek mythology kind of was translated and you know the telephone game that is history has turned into artemis so they've been referred to by a multitude of different names throughout the greek pantheon and just because of the rise and fall of like political figures in in ancient greece and the dictation and the redictation and interpretation of their stories and their mythology there's kind of this like crossing of lines but artemis is what we would know in stories today in post-classical world so during the ancient greek period although artemis was represented as a lunar goddess she was never portrayed as the moon itself which i thought was really interesting because her twin brother apollo was portrayed as as the the sun. sun Yeah. Yeah. Right. But because her twin brother was portrayed as the sun and the son of the go- uh, and the god of the sun, she just kind of inherited the moon because yeah. she was seen ha- as his like opposite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So typically in post classical artwork, she's depicted beside a crescent moon. Yes. Yes. So quite interesting. Next one is again. I'm so sorry for these pronunciations, but I'm trying. But it's Cherdwin. C e r r i d w e n and it's celtic <laughs> yeah so it could be good luck yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah anything celtic i'm like nah, fucking yeah 
<laughs> Maybe we should just Google it quickly. Probably not a bad idea because I, I, uh, that's the blind leading the blind on that. <laughs> Caridwin. Caridwin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Caridwin is in Celtic mythology, the keeper of the cauldron of knowledge. She Ooh. is the giver of wisdom and inspiration and as such is often associated with the moon and the intuitive process. Which is just beautiful. Can we talk about how the moon is always associated with wisdom? Always. And it's really interesting to me that oftentimes as well, owls are associated with wisdom. And if you picture, like, if you picture, like, I think it's a a barn owl or a screech owl. They have that, like, full moon face. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? I absolutely know what you're talking about. And I feel like that kind of um, is like a direct correlation as to why it would be so associated with the moon and then therefore associated with wisdom. Well, also, they're nocturnal. That too. Right? So like, right? Like, (laughs) they literally only operate based on the moon. (laughs) Yeah. Right? No, exactly. So I think there was even something, and I might be wrong, and maybe I'm just talking out of my ass here, but I'm pretty sure I watched on a documentary that the moon cycles actually affect the hunting patterns of owls and other nocturnal animals as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It it affects all animals. Yeah. Yeah. I've... Over the last couple days, like leading up to tonight's full moon, we've been seeing way more and more animals on the highways. Um, my dog has been acting especially fucked. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. She's just, like, like not not capable of settling. You know, like the, yes, they're antsy. Yeah, the Gates so. has been the exact same way. The last two nights, yep. just like. You know, even last night at like one o'clock in the morning, she's like just doing the zoomies down the hall. And I yeah. was like, what is happening? Like, yeah. we need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> like, you know, it is 1 a.m. and you are running around the house. <laughs> like, like nobody's got to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so Caridwin was often associated as the goddess of the underworld and symbolized as a white sow, uh, which represented both her fertility and her strength as a mother. Oh, yeah. You yeah. don't fuck with a mama cow. No, you don't. You do not. <laughs> you just don't fuck with mothers <laughs> of any kind. <laughs> True enough. Do you know True what enough, I mean? Enough. Like, a, yeah. <laughs> you see baby cubs, that <laughs> bear cubs, you see baby bear cubs, yeah. fucking run. <laughs> they are the most dangerous motherfuckers because that means within a 10 foot radius is a mama bear who is not going to fuck with you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, she is both mother and crone and many, many modern pagans honor her um, close to the association of the full moon. So yes. a lot of people associate her with the full moon. Yeah. Yeah. In In modern paganism. Then... Is Hecate one too? Yes, Hecate is also one. Yes. So Hecate kind of falls in place with like this crossover with Artemis, Diane, Artemis, Mm -hmm. and Hecate all kind of fall within this um, triangle of who was really associated with the moon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just for the purpose of this one, I thought it would be kind of fun to stay away from, you know, the main characters we've talked about. Yeah, fair enough. Right? Okay. So... Chang'e in Chinese mythology was married to King Hoiyi. Although he was known as a great archer, later he became a tyrannical king who spread death and destruction wherever he went. Oh, the no. people began to starve and were brutally treated. He was a greatly feared 
leader and he was the most fearful of death himself. So he was just very afraid to die. So a healer gave him a special elixir that would allow him to live forever. Chung He knew that for Hoi Yi to live forever would be a terrible thing for the people of China. Mm-hmm. So one night while he was asleep, she snuck in and stole the potion from him. Hell yeah. When he saw her, he demanded she return the potion to him. She immediately drank the elixir and flew up into the sky to become the moon, oh. where she remains to this day. In some Chinese stories, this is the perfect example of someone making the greatest sacrifice of themselves to save others. So okay. very representative of like that sacrificial... Um, you know, the great, like the common good, right? Yeah. Taking one for the team, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry I butchered the pronunciation on those, but I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to try and choose a different god and goddess, a deity from different pantheons. Maybe some that, that are a little less known. Yes. Something that's a little less Makes known sense. and something we haven't talked about a lot about yet. So, uh, mm-hmm. but if I do, if we do have any Chinese listeners, I'm so sorry. I tried my <laughs> Tried my best. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there are many more deities across hundreds of pantheons that are connected or honored through the moon. Yes, yeah. But the, the string of commonality is that the moon holds a divine power that is accessible for all of us to use. So yes. as through all of these deities, we are capable of harnessing their power and honoring them through the moon in order to receive power in return. Mm-hmm. So it's just as a, a matter of if we know how to use it and connect to it or not. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about how to use the lunar phases and how to use the moon in our spell crafting. Like I said earlier, most magical practitioners use the full or new moons to enhance their magic. However, each cycle of the moon offers opportunity for enhanced spell work, as long as you know how to work within them. As in all other archetypes of magic, working with these lunar phases does not guarantee success, uh, just as working against them does not ensure failure. So it's not like yeah. if you're if you do it outside of what other people use that it's not gonna, that your spellcraft is not going to work or your rituals are not going to work. It's just it's the idea that um, your magic will be enhanced if you do kind of follow the rhythms of the lunar cycles. Oh, exactly. Right? Yeah. So let's start with the waxing moon. So what can we use the waxing moon for? What is the waxing moon? Waxing moon Again. is the beginning. The beginning. So so when it's just creeping in. Creeping in. It's, it's come. It's come. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So we've got our waxing moon, <laughs> which is our like the beginning of our, I guess, n- new lunar cycle, if you will. Okay. Right? So I'm just going to kind of talk about four different ones, but there are more than obviously four phases to the moon. Uh. Yeah. We'll talk about the the cycle in quarters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I didn't really want to go it too deep into all of them because then it's like. What, you didn't want to do a 28 day step about the full cycle of the moon? <laughs> no. No, I didn't. <laughs> so we're just going to talk about like the four, the four majors. Right. Yeah. So we have the waxing moon. So waxing moon is the perfect time to cast a spell for attraction, love, money drawing, luck or financial success. So the waxing moon is all about money drawing, increasing of any kind, making progress of any kind, developing a talent, setting goals, kind of that like uh, that newfound start of new things. Exactly. Right. So if you were going to look at it in the sense of, say, tarot, it would be like the The fool. fool. Yes, exactly. Right. (laughs) 
So the waxing moon is time to focus on abundance in all of its capacities. As we've talked about before, abundance is not just about money. Abundance mm-hmm. can be an abundance of anything. Yeah. So like catching a gust of wind in your sails, this moon phase's energy makes it much easier to get where you need to go or where you're trying to get to. Yes. Right? Set thoughtful goals in your manifesting journal can be a perfect idea. You can conduct money drawing spells, take an abundance bath, or any type of ritual that has to do with starting something new or the beginning of a process. Okay. The waxing moon is the perfect time to shed your inhibitions and go for what you want. Harnessing the energy of new life is what this phase is all about. Yeah. Right? So really good time to, you know, if you're looking to kind of, you know, you're like, oh, fuck, I need something new. I want something new. I need a change in my life. This is the time to do it. It isn't during the waxing moon. Yeah. So after the waxing moon, we have the full moon, which I think is kind of what most people know the best when we talk about lunar magic or moon magic. Yeah. So generally speaking, most practitioners of moon magic find themselves the busiest during these three nights. Yes. Which is like the fullest portion of the moonlight. So typically that's the day before, the day of, and the day after. Yeah. The moon pulses with magical energy at this time, making it an ideal opportunity for lunar magic. Save your wishing spells, paranormal investigations, power magic, and healing rituals four full moons. So another big thing that we can do, lots of things to focus on with the full moon, charging crystals is perfect opportunity. Major spell work. So if you are doing something where you need a lot of energy and you are trying to look outside of yourself for Mm -hmm. that enhancement and that kickoff, the full moon is a perfect time to do that. Any type of wishing magic can be done during a full moon. Mm -hmm. Coven work Typically, covens will work together on full moons because they harness each other's powers in addition to the moon's magic, right? Using the moon to connect the coven as well is typically quite common. Um, And then a lot of healing work can be done during the full moon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then we move on to the waning moon, which is the other side, the dying moon. The moon's leaving. Bye-bye. Right? dying moon. (laughs) Yeah. That is so fucking goth. Also, speaking of goth, have you watched Wednesday? No. (laughs) Fuck. I know, girl. I have to catch up on so much. Literally, I have like fucking laundry everywhere. It's a it's a hard knock life over here. Okay, I uh, I'm on the same page. I mean, paintings, paintings, and laundry. So talking about it's that full moon energy. (laughs) Oh man, Knox was a fucking nightmare today. Sorry, I'm derailing. Continue. No, that's okay. I was just gonna say (laughs) we can only hope for the waiting moon to come (laughs) soon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the waiting moon. This moon phase screams for us to release, release, release. Okay. So use the waning moon to cleanse, eliminate, and move on from things that no longer serve you. Clear negative energy from your life and promote Mm -hmm. a renewed sense of well-being. Cord cutting spells. Exactly. So this is the perfect time to perform a cord cutting spell. Oh, oh, shit. (laughs) Get out of my head, bitch. (laughs) Literally, it was like you were reading this. I was like, yeah, that's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> so perfect time to I'm perform cord cuttings. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. 
perform banishing spells, uh, yes. banishing any unwanted energy, performing a space cleansing ritual, or taking okay. a ritual bath to cleanse yourself of all negative energy attracted or attached to you. Makes sense. Right? Another great thing I saw when I was doing some uh, just reading, people say that another great thing to do for releasing is going for a deep tissue massage to try and massage the toxins out of you and i was like yep sign me the fuck up absolutely phenomenal yeah i'm like i would love to go for a deep tissue massage get all the toxins out come home and do a hot ass ritual bath thank you so much yeah that sounds absolutely phenomenal yeah once a month book myself a massage i think yeah same (laughs) i read that i was like yeah i got benefits bro (laughs) yeah yeah i absolutely I mean, I don't have benefits, but I could still go for that. Serena, really? Did you just... I I got a jingle bell (laughs) on my sweater, and she is trying to eat it. She's actively trying to chomp the jingle bell off of my sweater. Really? This was a poor choice of sweater. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Your animals are just like, not today, mom. Fuck around, find out. (laughs) (laughs) So some other really great things that you can start during a waning moon um, can be anything related to weight loss. So again, the idea of shedding, uh, any elimination, cleansing, banishing, or moving on. Anything to do with those. Okay. Yeah. And the last cycle of the moon, which I honestly had no fucking idea that this was even a thing or that you could even harness the moon's energy at this point but it's oh, yeah, called it's still there it's just in earth's shadow exactly dude i love it i love that you're excited <laughs> about this i love astrology <laughs> me too dude this could this episode <laughs> considering we didn't have a lot of time could have been really boring and sucked so <laughs> and it's Fair not <laughs> so <laughs> it's a win <laughs> We have that full moon energy also in us. Yes. Too. So like. Exactly. And I can see it directly from where I'm sitting. Like it is staring me in the face. Like, yeah, bitch, talk about me. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. So the last phase is called the dark moon, which Ooh. I'm just like, girl, yeah, I'm in. Most commonly used as a time for divination, honoring ancestors and dream work. Makes sense. The dark moon phase is all about the unconscious mind. This phase is used to delve deeply into your inner thoughts. This is a time for meditation. Take a moment to reflect on your path and turn inwards. However, in this moon phase, the conditions for dream work are at their ripest. Oh. Right? So a lot of things that you can do during the dark moon is um, divination, especially geared towards like oracle readings. Um, yeah. A lot of dream work, anything that has new beginnings or intention setting. Yes. Makes sense. Yeah. It kind of melds into the to the waning moon in that way as yeah. well, right? Yeah. So Or the waxing moon? The, the waxing, waxing moon. moon. Yeah. So yeah. right after the dark moon, then you kind of go into... So you're like... It, it makes total sense. Like if you think of the moons, okay, so you start off with your waxing. You're like, okay, new me, <laughs> new year, new me, new moon, new me. <laughs> title of this episode (laughs) yes um yeah so new moon new me and then you go into full moon where you're like okay i have like got my shit together i figured out what is good for me what i want to do what i need now i'm going to do my major spell work my weight my major spell casting to reach those goals right you do that then the waning you're like okay 
great. I got all this stuff, but maybe I attracted some negative energy or like there's some shit attached to me that I don't need because I've done all mm-hmm. this spell work. Get rid of that. And then you're like, okay, move back in. What's next? Yeah. Right. And it just makes sense. Like the perfect time to reassess everything. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So just as like a final note, just with like the cycles, like although working with these cycles will allow you to tap into the most powerful possible moments of the moon, depending on what you're trying to do, you don't need to be in exact alignment with the moon cycles to work with her energy. Right. Oh, yeah. No, no, definitely so not. You can do you can work with the moon any day of the week, any day. Yep. Any night, whatever you want to do, you can work with her energy. But if you're just trying to get the most, the b- the best bang for your buck, follow the cycles. <laughs> you know, so highest quality energy. Exactly, high quality energy is what we're going for. <laughs> so during any moon cycle, you can do things such as working with your book of shadows. Um, you can do what's called moon journaling, which I thought was so cool. I don't know if you've ever heard of moon moon journaling. I have. Yeah. Yeah. So. This is basically the act of trying to tap into your feelings, emotions, and your state of mind while paying attention to where in the moon cycle you are, right? And then the more you do this, eventually you'll kind of become aware Aware of your own cycles. Exactly. And how your emotions and how your inner magic kind of aligns with the cycles of the moon. Because again, we're all different. So one practitioner might be freaking awesome with full moons. The other one might be freaking awesome with dark moons, mm-hmm. right? So it's you yeah. might feel great during the new moon and feel like shit during a full moon. Like I, I am uh, actively feeling. Yes, agreed. <laughs> I I feel like I'm the same way, right? So yeah. it's like yeah, absolutely. I think I maybe feel the best during a dying moon, which like says a lot about me as a person. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. So basically, you can do moon journaling, which is all about like trying to uh, understand your body's own natural synchronization to moon cycles. Um, While understanding the moon cycles are important for enhancing your spell work, it's also important to understand where in the year you are and how the seasonal moons can also affect your magic. Yeah. Right. So it's not just about working with a full moon, but if you're trying to do something that has to do with, say, like reaping what you've sowed throughout the year, maybe working with the harvest moon would be the best moon to work with. Right. And planning your magic around also the seasons of the moons. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So. Additional to that as well, it's also really important for enhancing your spell work to understand the folk magic and the traditions that align with your practice, right? So in many folk magic traditions, each given month has a different spiritual property that is associated with the moon. So it's just really good to know um, how they coordinate with the lores of your traditions, right? Makes sense. Yeah. So just if you follow a more pagan styled version of witchcraft, then understanding the the different pagan moons helps. Mm-hmm. If you follow mm-hmm. Celtic, if you follow um, Wiccan, right? Like all of these different archetypes, like understanding what those moon cycles look like based on your traditions will also help you in, again, getting the biggest bang for your buck Yeah, when it comes to moon cycles. Totally. Totally, totally, totally. Makes sense to me. 
Perfect. Well, I thought to kind of end off the episode here, I would share with you some of my favorite spells and rituals from some of the uh, the books that I've read here or that we have that um, like anybody can use. So Ooh, dope. if you are listening to this episode and you're like, fuck, that's cool. Moon magic is cool. And I'd love to be able to work with moon magic, but I'm just like not sure where to start. Well, yeah. maybe give these guys a try. They're pretty simple. They're pretty easy. Nothing too crazy. You don't need a lot to get started. So yeah, I yeah. thought I'd just share a few of them here with you and um, the rest of the crew here on the podcast. The first one is something that I think we might all be familiar with is a moon water spell. Absolutely. Right? So moon water, I'm going to read. This is uh, from the book. It's called The Joy of Hex, Modern Spells Without All the Bullshit by Nina Khan. Okay. Great book. 10 out of 10 <laughs> recommend. She says, moon water is simply water that has been charged under the light of the moon. Typically, you'll want to make moon water under a full moon as that is the energetic high point of the lunar cycle, as we've yes. talked about. Yep. Uh, but you can make it at any time. Again, so yep. it falls in. Depending on how strong you want this moon water to be is when you're going to charge it in the moon mm -hmm. cycle. If you're into astrology, you can also check to see what sign the moon is in and the time that you are creating the moon water so that you can also infuse it with a particular energy and gain its usefulness depending on astrologically where that full moon is. Okay. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. So in order to make moon water, you need some glass containers or jars. You just need something that is see-through. The more see-through, the better. So glass will just yep. be the easiest because you want the light to be able to penetrate the container. You need fresh mm -hmm. water. Typically, if you can get some type of naturally sourced water is the best. So pond water, lake water, you know, oh, okay. spring water, rain water, anything that is like natural, unfiltered, you know. But if you don't, tap water is fine. Yeah, you know, or bottled water. I've heard stories about people buying a flat, <laughs> flat of like, oh, that's so water. smart. Just chucking it out onto their deck in the on a full moon. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. Incredible. Whole flat of whole flat of moon water. Yeah. <laughs> And then the other things that you can do is you can get like crystals, fresh flowers, herbs, you know, anything that you want that you can charge your moon, that you want to help charge the moon water as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now, again, if you're going to drink it, don't put crystals and flowers and shit into it. <laughs> if, your yeah, do if your plan is to um, drink the moon water, <laughs> just have water. <laughs> Pick also pick, pick a drinkable source of water. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say also if you're planning on drinking it, probably don't get the water from a pond. No, <laughs> no. But I use moon water, and what I use moon water for is I use it a lot to water my plants. Yes, we. I think we've talked about that. Yes, before. yeah. So I I love using moon water to water my plants. Um, mm -hmm. I, it doesn't really totally matter what water I use as long as it's not like sewage water, which I guarantee no, exactly. you I'll never work with sewage water. So <laughs> who would? Yeah, who would? Right. So. The, the ritual itself is really quite easy. I'm not going to read it word for word here because it's pretty simple. You put your water in the jar. You mix what you want into it or don't mix what you want into it. Leave it outside for the entire night during the lunar cycle. But bring it in before the sun rises. Correct. But bring it in yeah. before the sun rises. Right? Great, great, so great, great, great. you can also take it out multiple nights if you want to do the three strongest nights of the full moon, day before, oh. during, and after, right? Okay. You can do that as well. But again, it's just best to bring it in before the sun rises. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Then once you have your moon water, you can use it forever you want. You can use it for cleansing. So if you have other jars that you're looking to maybe do spell work with, you can cleanse your jars with those. If you have divination tools, you can use them to cleanse. You can use it as grounding. You can do what I do. I use it with all of my plants and my herbs. So all the herbs that I eat and I cook with, I use moon water to water, kind of getting those uh, powerful moon rays. If you're going to use it to cleanse, too, you can always, if you're going to make your own, like, um, like house cleaner. Yes. Like, you can mix that in with it as well. Yeah, you can always, yeah, so ex- exactly. Like, if you wanted to, say, put lemons or citrus in your moon water and have it charge, and then you can use a cleanser that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely, 100%. That's a great point, Holly. I have those sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Sparks to life. So Mm -hmm. perfect transition. I'm going to read another spell to you here. And this one is from The Witch's Complete Guide to Self-Care, Everyday Healing Rituals and Soothing Spellcraft for Well-Being by Theodosa Corinth, who we've posted about before. Awesome. She has great work. Look her up. Um, But this is a spell for a full moon, and it is a cleansing spell. So what you need is... um, This is a spell for cleansing, so Epsom salts, essential oil of your choice, almond oil or similar moisturizing oil, rose petals, and then optional, you can have like candles, your favorite hair or face masks, bubble bath, any type of beauty products, music, towels, robe slippers, it's all about pampering. So whatever makes you feel pampered. So this is a bathing spell. I love it already. Right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So this is like a ritual cleansing and a meditation ritual all kind of wrapped into one. Oh, beautiful. There's a few things that you can do with this. You can either, again, charge moon water and add it into your bath water, right? Again, use clean water to do this. So you can take your (laughs) your moon water... And mix it into your bath. But the nice thing about this one is if you wanted to charge this, you can put Epsom salts, you can put essential oils, you can put herbs and rose petals, and you could make a big batch of it. And then you can continuously put it into your bath as like an additive for your bath. Oh, dope. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then once you're in, again, doing this on a waning moon as the moon is as I said earlier, dying, our dying moon, right? As you're cleansing and you're getting rid and you're shedding, using your charged moon water to help cleanse everything else that you want while additionally using the power of the waning moon in a cleansing ritual. So double down on your moon magic. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell Yeah. yeah. And then the last one I want to share with you comes from a book that's called Light Magic for Dark Times by Lisa Marie Bastille, and she is the founder of Luna Luna magazine. I don't know if you've ever read it, but I'm pretty sure so I've used it as a source at least once. Yeah. So Luna Luna magazine, wonderful. It has tons of stuff about witchcraft, tons of stuff about moon magic. Um, also, Lisa Marie Bastille is just like she has some great stuff. So check it out. This book is also cool because it's got a foreword by Kristen Soleil and she has a book and it's so funny. It's called Witches, Sluts, and Feminists. <laughs> and I <Yeah>. was like, <laughs> appeals to every aspect of me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I just had to mention that because I just thought it was so funny. I was just like that. I just I love the title of some of these books. I'm like, yeah, killer. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so the last thing I wanted to share with you, and it's something that's a little new for me, and I never really thought about doing this, but it's called a moon board ritual have you ever heard of this it sounds vaguely 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 familiar okay so i'll just read it 
word for word here. So need to rejuvenate your life in some way. Yeah. You don't want to wait until New Year's Eve to make a resolution. Yeah. Maybe you need to revamp your closet or work on developing new, more confident skills after scoring a great job deal. Um, okay. Or maybe you just need to stop using social media for a while. Whatever it is, <laughs> this moon shattering ritual, you'll make magical a magical moon board that'll help you put your ideas and inspirations together. It'll help you to meditate your ideas and integrate them into your day-to-day life. Okay. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to look through magazines, books, and any other media. Find images that represent your goal or your ideal self. You can, like, if you can't find something, you can draw it. You can take photos, but just find things. Think about it as like a Pinterest board. Find things that relate to what it is that you're setting for your your moon board. Mm-hmm. And then what you're going to do is once you've collected all of these images, you're going to put them together on the board. You can paste them onto a piece of paper or a photo album, whatever you want however you want to do this. Okay. And then what you're going to do is you're going to supercharge it by lighting up a candle beside your moon board during a new moon. And you want to put your moon board in a window that is close and can, similar to the moon water, be touched by the moonlight. Okay. And what you're going to do is light this candle, concentrate on the flame, think about what inspires you, and visualize the small changes that can make your moon board self come to life. Hold these thoughts in your mind's eye each time you add to the board. Continue to put your moon board in the moon's light to charge it and turn to it whenever you need a little dose of your own magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, I like that. Yeah. So I just thought that was uh, just some really fun ways. Like if you're listening to this and you're not quite sure about how to get into moon magic. Yeah. This is a perfect way to do it. Yeah. Few little tips and tricks. And then. I guess to end out the episode here, we can talk about today's moon. So let's do it. Today is December 7th. Uh, The full moon tonight will meet to the planet Mars. Yeah. So in most of North America, we will see the moon drift very, very closely to Mars and then obscure it entirely. This astronomical event is called lunar oculation. So the show starts only a few hours after sunset. So go out and locate Mars in the sky in the early evening so that you can keep an eye on it. Look for a very bright star with a reddish glow. Locate it to the left or lower left of the moon. Okay. So the oculation will be visible in a large part of North America, Europe, and North Africa. Locations along the eastern seaboard, Gulf Coast, Appalachias, and western Alaska will not be able to see the full moon oculation tonight. But Aww. Mars will still be very, very close to the moon tonight Yeah, for them. So cool. this moon in the, la- the last moon of the year is always called the cold moon. So this yes. is our cold moon. It comes from a... Um, kind of like indigenous sources. It also comes from like colonial American sources. Yeah. But it's traditionally used to track the seasons. So the idea of the cold moon was the idea that here in North America, it would track winter. So December is the coldest month, typically, or historically. And so the cold moon was used to represent the idea of like this, this seasonal tracking. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty cool. So the full moon, yeah, is December 7th. The last quarter is December 16th. Yeah. The new moon will be December 23rd, and the waxing moon will be December 29th. So if you're interested in doing anything that we talked about today and working with the different portions of the moon in the waning or the waxing or full or dark moon cycles. Yeah. 
those are the best way to do it on those days the 16th 23rd and 29th get on it well <laughs> thank you for that i You're think that welcome. was great <laughs> i i <laughs> i loved it <laughs> I'm um, so glad you did because I was like, at one point yesterday, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to have an episode. <laughs> no, no, I think it was great. Have you ever also like uh, correlated like the association with like the moon being feminine and it's a feminine energy with the fact that like women have menstrual cycles that are very close in length depending on the person obviously yeah the cycle of the moon yes right like so it's funny that you say (laughs) that because while i was doing a lot of reading for this there is actually a lot of theories around women's menstrual cycles and moon cycles and how about like the fact that it is like it's blood so it's a liquid yep right and the moon is in control of our bodily fluids and liquids and how there is like typically or there can be a correlation between moon cycles and menstrual cycles yep that being said as well i also found a ton of rituals that a lot of people use moon magic and their menstrual blood together that is both so interesting and horrifying at the exact same time yeah so the idea (laughs) the idea is is that you're harnessing this feminine energy from the moon while also harnessing the feminine energy from yourself i just think it's yucky it's fair (laughs) it's fair you don't want to play around in in your own blood it's just not for me it's not for me you know you dig it's not for me that's fair and Um, not every type of magic and not everything is for everyone but no exactly throughout history yeah i was reading a lot about it i didn't want to put it too much in here because like there are some people who are super comfortable with talking about their periods and menstruation and blood and whatever and there is a whole nother group who is fucking not oh yeah like we've lost them they've turned it off yeah they're like okay great (laughs) bye (laughs) anyways i'm so sorry to derail even more That's okay. I'm so happy that you enjoyed the episode Um, and that we got to be topical again. So go us. Again. (laughs) Once again, but also for the first time because the... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 I feel so sorry that you have to edit this. (laughs) It's fine. It was chaotic. But It'll everything be will be beautiful. Honestly, um, keep keep the chaos. <laughs> keep some of the chaos. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably just going to cut out mostly the period stuff. <laughs> <laughs> People will be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> well, <laughs> you start talking about period panties. <laughs> well, to our one and only uh, lone listener that's still here with us. <laughs> thank you. We love you. Would you like to send us a spooky story? Please do so. <laughs> That's it. We should start putting the spooky stories at the beginning of the episodes. You know, it's not a I bad idea. I tried that once. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. True story. Let's try I mean, it for I like a done month. It since. <laughs> Let's try it for like a month and see if it makes any difference. Maybe. Maybe it will. Maybe yeah. it will. Yeah. Because I spend a lot of time curating our Instagram and Facebook posts as well and writing them. And yeah. I don't think people read those either. 
They can't because I am hustling that those spooky stories all the time. <laughs> and still not one. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So let's just start dropping them. We'll just start taking our intro out and it'll just be like, spooky story, bitch. It'll be the Freddy Krueger voice like, get over here, bitch. <laughs> Give me your spooky story, bitch. <laughs> Tell me something. And then it'll be like, hey, Holly. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, uh, bye. Thank you again. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I always do. It's always a pleasure. Ditto. <laughs> any any excuse to bullshit with you for an hour and a half, I'm in. <laughs> right? Yeah. Fucking favorite. My favorite. <laughs> you complete me. <laughs> I'll call her <laughs> mini me. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, send us your spooky stories, hoes. We love you. <laughs> Stay spooky. Bye. <laughs>